Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to the Three Martini Lunch. Grab a stool next to Greg Corumbus of Radio America and Jim Garrity of National Review. Three Martinis coming up. Hey, really glad you're with us for the Tuesday edition of the Three Martini Lunch. We've got your stool ready for you. A lot more to talk about today, including more about what we talked about yesterday. But we'll get to that, understandably, in the bad martini. We actually do have a good martini today and a crazy. But let's uh, start with the good. Uh, Jim, we just talked yesterday about how China was flexing its diplomatic muscles with respect to helping to restore diplomatic relations between Iran and Saudi Arabia. Well, just yesterday, the United States, the UK, and Australia coming together on an important nuclear-powered submarine deal. Uh, It's the US, UK, and Australia, so now we call this AUKUS. So whatever you want to make of that. But anyway, the US, UK, and Australia are unveiling details of their plan to create a new fleet of nuclear-powered submarines aimed at countering China's influence in the Indo-Pacific region. Under the pact, Australia is to get its first nuclear-powered subs, at least three of them, from the United States. And then the Allies will work to create a new fleet using cutting-edge technology, including UK-made Rolls-Royce reactors. That sounds like something Bond would want to be involved in. Uh, Beijing has strongly criticized the significant naval deal, saying it's walking further and further down the path of error and danger. So... Whenever they don't like it, you know, you're probably on the right track. Uh, Jim, I'm sure there's some folks who, you know, remember Australia kind of going really off the rails uh, when it came to uh, lockdowns and stuff. But uh, when it comes to uh, diplomatic presence and and, and geostrategic uh, players in that region, Australia is a key player. And uh, them having the tools uh, to do what's right against uh, China and its aggression throughout that region and potentially beyond is very critical. And so... While I'm not completely familiar with all of the details, I know this has been in the work a long time. And so hopefully this helps to uh, keep us and our friends safer. Yes, uh, this was announced about more a bit more than a year ago. And you may recall that the French had their noses out of joint over this, feeling like they had been excluded. Biden has since, you know, put considerable effort into smoothing things over with the French and getting them feeling placated. And now the deal is becoming reality. Look, this is going to have a very long-term effect on this. Uh, Conceivably, the US, the UK, and Australia could be uh, developing their own joint nuclear attack submarine. Um, I noticed yesterday Biden was emphasizing that these are nuclear-powered submarines, but these are not submarines that are carrying nuclear weapons. This is not the nuclear armament of Australia, but it is taking them They've always been effectively under our umbrella, and uh, they've always been one of the five eyes, which was key parts for intelligence sharing amongst the five English-speaking countries. This is the sort of thing we need to do to strengthen our uh, alliances in the Pacific. I do note that when you say that it's going to have a Rolls-Royce engine in this, I was reminded of the classic series, uh, Yes, Minister and Yes, Prime Minister, 
in which Humphrey Appleby, the epitome of the permanent bureaucracy, was attempting to persuade the prime minister about how terrific the Trident missile was. And he has this sales pitch, which is perfect. Sir, if you walk into a nuclear missile showroom, you would buy the Trident. It's lovely. It's elegant. It's beautiful. It is quite simply the best. In a world of the nuclear missile, it is the Savile Row suit, the Rolls-Royce Corniche. If Harrod sold nuclear missiles, this is what it would sell you. It's just a perfect way of describing this sort of thing. So, yes, we finally have Rolls-Royce submarines, uh, but these should be top of the line and these should possibly have a deterrent effect on China or if nothing else, God forbid, it prepares us for that day if we ever end up in a shooting naval war with China. Yeah, you got to get started somewhere. And I think this is a, a good one. These have been reliable partners for uh, quite a while now. Uh, you've got some folks over in the UK saying this probably wouldn't have happened if uh, Brexit had not happened. Don't know for sure, obviously. But uh, given how bent out of shape that you mentioned the French were, <laughs> there could be some truth to that. And so, and of course, uh, anyone who's saying, Bond drove Aston Martins. Yeah, I know. For the most part, he did. They changed it up a little bit towards the, the final movies. But uh, I get that. But still, it's uh, still a very uh, MI6 type uh, thing to do. So uh, good job. We need to have a uh, strong presence around the world and uh, be smart and prepared. And this is a good step in doing that. But here's something that's also good, and that is Four Patriots. You can head over to fourpatriots.com slash martini to see all their great deals, including getting a free solar panel with the purchase of the Patriot Power Generator 2000X. Plus, you'll get free shipping on orders over $97. The Patriot Power Generator 2000X now has double the capacity and is expandable so you can run your big appliances when your power goes out. Your fridge, your freezer, medical devices, and a lot more. Comes with 12 outlets, including four AC, plus two USB-C outlets that can charge your phone 20 times faster than a regular plug. Also, fantastic deals still available on their website in other areas, including the Solar Go Fridge, the Sauna Wrap Therapeutic Blanket, and the Vital Swing Therapeutic Wellness Machine. Visit 4Patriots.com martini to get your Patriot Power Generator 2000X with the free solar panel included. Plus, get free shipping on orders over $97. Save more and get peace of mind now by going to the number 4Patriots.com slash martini that's fourpatriots.com slash martini all right jim on to our bad martini now and there's a lot we can try to squeeze in here but let's get to the the real basics moody's investor service cut its view on the entire banking system to negative from stable the big three rating firm cited a rapidly deteriorating operating environment despite regulators efforts to shore up the industry. And so, Jim, that's not what investors want to see. That's not what shareholders want to see. That's not what anybody wants to see right now. Confidence in the system uh, is critical. Lack of confidence in the system can send Wall Street into absolute convulsions. We've seen that in the not-too-distant past. And as you point out in the uh, morning jolt today, in addition to you know outfits like Moody doing this, there's also the very public blame game going on in, in multiple directions in terms of why Silicon Valley Bank folded. And so the longer the really loud finger pointing goes on, I don't know the confidence will improve there either. Yeah, I'm not that worried about a broad contagion taking down the entire U.S. banking system. But there are some reasons to be worried. Now, before we go any further, we should point out that Silicon Valley Bank was pretty darn unusual in the way that uh, and just how plugged in it was with the uh, the tech industry out there. Uh, apparently, I looked it up and apparently 1,074 private equity and venture capital funds had their accounts through Silicon Valley Bank. 
Uh, these are venture capitalists. These are folks who are hoping to find the next great uh, technology company that's going to revolutionize our world. And usually a venture capitalist, when they invest in a startup company, they're going to ask you to use their bank for all of your financial needs. Uh, in other words, the money that they're putting in basically uh, needs to be in another institution to be custody the fund assets, making sure it's not stolen or lost. And for most of these uh, investment uh, uh, venture capitalists, Silicon Valley Bank was that institution. So you've got so much of the tech in, of Silicon Valley all doing their banking through this one mid-sized bank. That's one of the major factors of why this run on the bank last Friday was so intense. Everybody's working in the same industry. Everybody's in the same uh, in the same loop, so to speak. Everybody wanted to get their money out all at the same time. You're probably not going to see this same dynamic at many other banks. That said, uh, if you have a mid-sized regional bank, I think a lot of people are having a second look at that. And one of the big questions will be, how many banks have put money into bonds that have generally low rates of return? Usually, they're considered super duper safe. Except the only complication is, is when you're getting a 2%, 3%, 4%, 5% uh, return on investment from those bonds. But inflation is 6%, 7%, 8%, 9%. You're not doing very well at all. You're actually losing money on the deal. And what happened was Silicon Valley Bank tried to start selling off those bonds. You start doing it at a loss, but you want to have cash. You want to have liquidity. And that's what set this off. Do I think this is going to happen in every regional bank? No. Do I think it's inconceivable that you can have a similar dynamic in other regional banks? No, that, that, that it's definitely a possibility. So we're going to see what happens here. I do think this kind of shakeups are inherently make people more cautious, make people more, you know, once bitten, twice shy. And the second thing is, is that almost instantaneously this turned into, and I read about this in today's Morning Jolt a lot, uh, the typical partisan blame game. To hear some Democrats tell it, the entire cause of Silicon Valley Bank was the 2018 I'm not going to say a repeal. Let's just say a partial uh, rollback uh, in part of Dodd-Frank. One of the persons who was calling for this partial rollback was Barney Frank, who is the Frank in Dodd-Frank. Uh, oh, by the way, Barney Frank was also on the board of Signature Bank, which was the other bank. He was actually on the board of directors for this. Barney Frank insisted that when they did Dodd-Frank, he intended this to be on, on big, you know, the, the city banks of the world, Bank of America, the ones that are in every single, you know, part of the country. And that the smaller banks with less than 50 billion in assets really shouldn't, didn't need that kind of federally intrusive federalist supervision. In fact, in today's uh, New York Times, Greg, you'll be surprised to learn that uh, Barney Frank is complaining that Signature Bank was, quote, the victim of overzealous regulators. <laughs> Greg, don't you hate it when overzealous... Boy, if only Barney Frank had been in some situation to do something about that. <laughs> the other thing I heard from one financial expert yesterday, Jim, and it ties into something you put into the jolt, was that... Both of these banks very recently underwent audits and got a clean bill of health. And one of the things this financial expert was saying is that even if you're losing money on bonds because of the situation you mentioned with the lower rate of return and the higher inflation, is that as long as you say, you know what, we're not cashing these things in, we're going to ride this out 30 years, things will even out, our, our return will improve and the inflation will go down, nothing to worry about. So the on paper losses you don't actually need to report those in, in, in certain ways. And so as long as you promise that you're just going to hang on to those and let them mature, uh, then you're not really technically uh, holding on to those losses as far as the SEC is concerned. But I guess when you decide on a dime to actually cash them in, then you've got real problems. Yeah. This was KPMG, one of the big four uh, accounting firms. They gave Silicon Valley Bank the clean bill of health two weeks ago. And they basically have the same all is good report on Signature Bank 
11 days before that bank collapsed. Uh, now, I've had some people push back on this this morning and say, look, the purpose of an accounting firm is basically to make sure all the numbers add up uh, and that everything is being properly filed. There was no fraud involved in this. Um, what happened was that Silicon Valley Bank took a position that is normally very safe, but is not safe when inflation is very high. I've also heard some people kind of push back on the pushback to say, no, actually, as part of your usual financial audit, one of the things they're supposed to spot is uh, potential looming risks. They don't overrule the company. They just should put that in there. And that's the sort of thing that should interfere with the you know financial good bill of health. Everything's fine nothing to see here kind of report. Really rough week for KPMG. I think you're going to hear a lot of tough questions in their direction in the coming weeks. Yeah. Yeah. The way that that financial expert was explaining it was that it's not a crime to report it that way. It's perfectly legal. It's just misleading. And when it comes to reality, uh, reality and what's on paper don't always agree. And when they don't and stuff hits the fan, you got problems. And it begins. One of the largest banks in the country completely collapsing. Do you know exactly where your money's located? Is it being mismanaged by another woke tech startup with no light at the end of the tunnel? How do you make sure your investments are safe from being washed away? Check out the Watchdog on Wall Street podcast on Apple, Spotify, wherever you get your podcast. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today. To, has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All right, on to our... Crazy Martini now, Jim. And uh, for a guy who's not even an official presidential candidate, Ron DeSantis is sure getting a lot of attention from other people who most definitely are running for president, namely the current president and the former president. Yesterday, uh, during an interview, uh, Joe Biden was uh, ripping on Ron DeSantis over uh, a lot of different things, particularly on the cultural front. And then uh, Donald Trump, uh, who has been very focused on DeSantis, trying to undercut the idea that DeSantis has transformed Florida in a way that should appeal to Republican primary voters across the country. So he comes out with a video on Truth Social saying, actually, Florida was great long before Ron DeSantis even got here. For those of you that didn't notice, Florida was doing great long before Ron DeSantis got there. People are fleeing from New York to Florida and other places because of high taxes and out-of-control crime, it's really bad. Not because of the governor, thank you, Mr. President, for doing that, but it's not because of the governor. 
Florida was doing fantastically. You had a governor named Rick Scott who did a very good job. Even Charlie Crist, a Democrat, did a good job, and he had very good numbers. Sunshine and ocean are very alluring. It's not too hard to work with those factors. So just remember, Florida was doing really well long before Ron DeSantis got there. So, Jim, I, what most people are responding to is, wow, Trump even went and uh, gave credit to Charlie Crist for, for leading Florida well, without mentioning the fact that Crist was a Republican at the time, although I would argue our weakest Florida Republican governor this century. Uh, the other thing he talked about is, you know, oh, people love the sunshine. They love the beach. Uh, of course, they're going to come to Florida as long as conditions are pretty good. Uh, and it's been happening all along. But uh, apparently the numbers are even better under DeSantis. In fact, Jim, there's one couple that officially moved to Florida in uh, the fall of 2019 after DeSantis became governor, and that would be um, the Trumps. <laughs> An excellent point. This, but even by Trump's previous standards, this is pretty incoherent rambling. Uh, a lot you can point to because if you want to say, ah, you know, it all comes down to, to beaches and sunshine. You know, Greg, uh, California has got a lot of beaches and sunshine, and people are moving out of that state in a pretty considerable rate. Uh, I think state government does count for something, everything from tax revenue to are you uh, a good problem solver when there are natural disasters? You can look at the response of Florida hurricanes. You can look at the response of the state of California to, well, just about anything. Uh, And I think that looks pretty good for Ron DeSantis. Now, there are uh, Florida Republicans and conservatives, policy wonks, who will look at this and say, look, Ron DeSantis is building on the work of previous governors. You don't mention Charlie Crist all that much. And the idea that Donald Trump would decide to say, oh, Charlie Crist did a great job, just baffling. Uh, That's really not something, you know, by political sense or by policy sense, um, makes a lot of sense there. The, The there are two points I would say. One is if you want to say if you want to argue Ron DeSantis is building upon the previous success of two-term Republican, former Republican governor and current Republican senator Rick Scott. Okay, I think you, that is a fair point in there. Uh, Floridians generally had good uh, good perspectives on Rick Scott. I think it's worth noting Rick Scott won both elections by about one percentage point e- uh, each. And Ron DeSantis just won by 20 percentage points. So I think Ron DeSantis is, you know, uh, a more popular governor than Rick Scott was. The other thing that I would note is that really these guys are building upon the work of a guy who's supposed to be just, you know, avoided like the plague in Republican circles, Jeb Bush. Now, whatever you think of Jeb Bush and the presidential campaign, I'm pausing there for everyone to clap. <laughs> Look, let's all right. Jeb Bush was, you know, even adding the exclamation point didn't do that much good. He was a he was an underwhelming presidential candidate. But as a governor, anybody who lived there will say he was phenomenal, particularly on the issue of school choice. Uh, it, for, keep in mind, before Jeb Bush had come along, Florida really hadn't had that many Republican governors, moved policy in a more rightward direction on a whole bunch of issues, on gun laws, on taxes, um, on really a wide plethora of it, and just general strong competence, uh, trying to develop higher education standards, but also maximizing choice for parents. It was a really good record. And I don't think, you, you know, I don't think you have to uh, love everything everybody in the Bush family did to say, hey, this was a pretty darn good job of a governor. Some people would say maybe the most effective Republican governor of that time period. So if you want to argue other Republican governors did uh, did good work in Florida, sure. If you want to say Ron DeSantis is building upon that, sure. But I would note the Rick Scotts and Jeb Bushes and yes, even Charlie, none of them had to deal with the pandemic. None of them had to deal with the effort to uh, turn our schools into ideological uh, assembly lines, you know, indoctrinating kids. Like Ron DeSantis has fought his battles, and I think he's fought them pretty darn well. 
And I think this, you know, I think this, a lot of this represents Trump resenting the attention that DeSantis is getting. I think he resents the idea that he's not the uh, the hot new flavor of the month. He's not the new kid on the block. He's, you know, kind of, he is the establishment. He is effectively the, pre- the former president who wishes to return, who has most of the RNC and members and folks like that behind him. He's not change. He is the candidate of more of the same. And I think it's going to make things a little challenging for him, although polling hasn't looked that bad for him lately. But uh, just absolutely absurd arguments here. And that is fully deserving of the crazy martini today. Trump has spent a lot of time complaining and being critical, to be honest here, in the last few years. And if he wants to build momentum in the race for the president, he's going to have to come up with ideas about what he would do if he were to be in office again. And instead, he just likes uh, sniping at DeSantis because he obviously sees him as the biggest threat. Anyway, Jim, on that note, we'll see you tomorrow. See you tomorrow, Greg. Jim Garrity, National Review. I'm Greg Columbus of Radio America. Thanks so much for being with us today. Please subscribe to the Three Martini Lunch podcast if you don't already and tell a friend about us as well. We'd love to have them listening too. Also, thank you for your five-star ratings and your kind reviews. Please keep those coming. Uh, get us on your home devices. All you have to say is play Three Martini Lunch podcast. Follow us on Twitter. He's at Jim Garrity. I'm at Dateline underscore DC. Have a terrific Tuesday and join us again on Wednesday for the next Three Martini Lunch. How much do you spend from your paycheck in about 100 days? The Watchdog on Wall Street podcast with Chris Markowski. Every day, Chris helps unpack the connection between politics and the economy and how it affects your wallet. The federal government is on pace to spend over $1 trillion per every 100 days. Are Speaker Johnson and congressional Republicans doing anything about it? Enough is enough. Whether it's happening in D.C. or down on Wall Street, it's affecting you financially. Be informed. Check out the Watchdog on Wall Street podcast with Chris Markowski on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, this is Todd Herman, host of The Todd Herman Show. You might have heard me on Rush Limbaugh's show. I was a regular fill-in for about eight years. I now do a show out of the high mountains of free America because, you know, I got exiled from Seattle. Google Gemini correctly predicts the present day. Mind control matrix. The internet, television, even our phones wouldn't just be distractions, but tools used to manipulate the masses and suppress critical thinking. I said that correctly. Check out The Todd Herman Show every day on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts.